0: Welcome to Dave and Dom Demystify, a fintech futures podcast helping make sense of the world of fintech and digital finance. Please sit back and listen as the two Ds take a subject and discuss it to make it clearer and easier to understand. Demystify. Welcome to today's show. And today we have a very special guest, Joining us actually from London, but um, he lives most of his time in Saudi Arabia, is Naif Abdusaydah. Naif, welcome to the show. I wonder if you could just uh, introduce yourself and talk a bit about your fintech startup, Hackbar, which is the topic for today's conversation.
1: Sure. Thank you, Deb, for having me. And uh, thank for all the audience for listening to us right now. Uh, my name is Naif Saida, I'm the founder of Hackbar Fintech. We are a fintech specialized into saving industry, financial savings, which is not usual in many fintech domain. while they of them focus on wallet or payment or crypto or investment. But we figured it out. The saving industry is underserved and there's a lot of potential by bridging the gap between investment and insurance and long-term savings with day-to-day what people want and what people are looking. My background Dev, ex-banker. I started my career in uh, operation of back corporate banking for five years. Then I moved into financial risk and operational risk. That's the seven years of my entire banking career. Then I shift into marketing communication in different industries from aviation to telecom to ICT to power and water. Then I joined General Electric as conglomerate multi-company in Saudi and Bahrain. Then I joined AquaBower, the leading Saudi company in clean energy, power and water, desalination. After that, I joined BIF for GEGA projects as marketing communications for all the GEGA projects as an incubator and accelerator. That's my official career. I have a second job in media. Then high school until 2006, I specialized in media, in journalism, as in different newspaper, magazines like Byte, Middle East, BC Magazine Arabic version, and the Riyadh newspaper al iqtisadiya Sayyidati, and I had my TV show. It was before the YouTube time or era. I been honored to host Greg Barrett, the ex-chairman of Intel twice. I hosted John Chambers, the current uh, chairman for Cisco twice at that time. That's the entire career uh, or background. Wow,
0: it's quite, quite a varied and uh, varied, uh, career that you've had so far. So can I ask what attracted you into financial services and then specifically like the whole area of fintech and actually starting a, a business?
1: Sure. There's a personal element or aspect behind it, Dave. In 2017, I got diagnosis with colon cancer, stage three. Oh, sorry to hear. I'm, I fully survived, covered. And during my chemotherapy, I was thinking about my life, my career. What will be my legacy? I want to create a company that guarantee a financial income or a profit for my family and also with an impact to the society. That will be a legacy, long life after everyone will leave. So that was the motive. So I don't want to start another marketing agency. So I decided back to the roots, to the banking. So I want to have a financial company with technology elements, with my media technology expertise, and the marketing communication will be the vehicle and angle. So that's the combination. Now. The challenge at that time, what kind of fintech do I want? The question is very simple. I want to start a company to be in top three. If I will not be in top three, then I'm not interested to start it. I don't want to be small. I don't want to remain small. Shall I go crypto? Shall we go wallet or payments? The domain are crowded. Then one of the product we developed or I scratched it is savings group. And this savings group is based on financial behavior for hundreds and hundreds of years in Arab world and more than 60 countries from the Southern America until Southern China, including the Arab world. So I decided, okay, what if we specialize into savings? Then I go to one of my mentor. He looked at it and he said, go for lending. Lending is clear model, a lot of white label. Quick win, investor loved it. Return is explained, don't go into saving, investors don't like it. I take it as a challenge and I look at it from the perspective of blue ocean, red ocean strategy. Does the investor don't like it because there's literally no profit into it or because there's something they don't see it? The more we dig, the more we found it appealing and it's really underserved industry. If you look for what we are doing on day-to-day business, a lot of people or a lot of us, they do save to spend. You save for the next trip. You save to buy a car, house, to marry, to go in or to buy even like an Hermes or Chanel bag. But that's habit. We can monetize it and help our customer to save better and spend better. And that's the area where we are tackling And we started with the financial savings group because it's easy to convert customer. I don't need to explain it to them. Until now, like three years of operation, our target customer for now is the traditional user for the savings group. Or we call it in Arab world, Jam'i. They call it in Mexico, Tanda. In Africa, they call it Isusu or other world. In India, they call it Shed Fund. Pakistan, they call it committee, it depends on which area, which country. You came from marketing perspective and business perspective, it's easy to convert, word of mouth, and all of that. And to prove my point, Dave, the last dollar we spent it on advertising was March,
0: 2021.
1: Wow. So our growth is organic and based on word of mouth and recommendation without incentivizing, like the customer talk about us and they promote us And they go to invite others because they believed in the social element of it. If I come to you and tell you, Dave, you will do good by helping people without losing your money. By using money, but without losing it. So as basic economic model or uh, rule, which is time versus money. You need your money to spend it on, let's say, next April but you're willing to pay monthly, 1,000 pound. So let's put this one month at 1,000 pound monthly in saving group. And every month, their one will take the money in whole, in full. And by the end of the cycle or the end of the group, you will receive your full payment. So you help, like you amplify the impact without losing the money. And everything is guaranteed with the legal framework, very system, organized in one click. That's the whole idea of the saving group, doing good, solidarity with other people without losing your money.
0: So in terms of the way it works, like you put money into a savings account along with other people, and the more people you put money in, do you get higher rates of interest or? For now, because of, this is Islamic Sharia law compliant. Okay,
1: okay. There's no interest. But Apologies. The, no, no, no offense here, but it's about a different way. There's a saving awards, for example, if you be the last one of the saving group, you will receive saving incentive. If you are the first one, you will pay a higher fees because this is a needs is like supply demands rule. The more demands in the first part of the first one won the money. This is the lender. The last one is the saver and he earn some cash over what he saved for that period.
0: It's absolutely fascinating. I mean, one of the things that actually I've been thinking a lot about, I guess this is maybe it's a global phenomenon, but particularly it, we feel it here keenly in the UK, is the fact that individuals' finances are becoming more and more stretched. And actually, I've got five children, so you know, a large family. When I think about my money and their money, I think about it in a very group way and not as a kind of individual. And it's fascinating you talking about kind of group finances, because that sort of feels like a really, a very modern, I know it's very traditional, but it also feels like a very modern way of looking at things like...
1: And this is the next step for it. Yes, I don't want to be use the cliche 2.0, but this is the next evolution <laughs> of the savings. And you just mentioned a great point with the group and individual and how we suffer for personal finance. Just imagine, and in the UK is not far away from the Saudis, 70% of the Saudis, they don't have emergency saving at all. Okay. Which is a crisis. They live paycheck by paycheck on monthly salary. And that's with all the consumption and the lifestyle of to consume more and buy more, they put a lot of pressure on their financial health or financial literacy. That's why how this is important, at least to be the first step to keep you organized with your goals.
0: You know, I guess the other thing which is fascinating is that this is a business based in Saudi Arabia. And I think before we started the podcast, I was just saying how much I've been enjoying going, spending time in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and how I think the UAE... And the the broader GCC is really looking to encourage innovation, particularly around fintech and now with AI. And I was kind of really interested in the, within Saudi Arabia, that sort of encouragement of innovation. So, you know, one of the things that I can see is you mentioned the sandbox on your website. So I was keen to understand your views on what is going on within Saudi Arabia around this but also some of the mechanisms that it's employing to kind of help fintechs like yourselves. Let
1: me highlight for the audience, Dave, if you allow me, very quickly, how the government leads the innovation in that sector, in the fintech sector. In Central Bank and Capital Market Authority, both, they have more than 11 initiatives to support fintech ecosystem. From positioning the kingdom to the attract talent, to collaborate across all the ministries and the governmental entities with the regulatory framework and market, market and funding to the technology. If you look all of those, they put target and KBI's. Like right now, I think we are around 130 company Fintech, and the target is to reach 525 companies by 2030. Wow. This 525 uh, Fintech company will create Direct jobs, 18,000, and almost 4 billion sterling bound in direct GDP contribution, 20% foreign direct investment, and almost 3.5 billion as uh, sterling bound foreign funding or direct funding. If you look for those initiatives with the back of and support from very advanced governmental ecosystem technology, so Everything, you can do it electronically or digitally without a lot of paperwork and everything. Uh, start your own business or establish a new business or even running the operation. So for now, and I'm telling you what we are doing with HAKBA in Saudi, it will be much difficult to do it in Egypt, for right. example. It will not be too hard. It's not an easy to do it in UK because the entire system in Saudi are connected. So... KYC. We connected with the governmental database immediately. Okay. So if I want, I will not tell you like the crypto verify your ID, take a photo with your passport to verify. I got your information from the governmental data banks immediately, the national ID center, and all the banks in Saudi are network are connected, and the payment and processing fees, literally. 60 or 70% even lower than Visa MasterCard network versus increase, the Saudi Arabian network. And when we come to the legal, which is very important part of the financial system or ecosystem, the entire legal system is digital. So we can do the digital signature approved by the judge and you can raise a file or complain or promissory note. The entire steps are digitally. And the cast or the population awareness and usage of those is almost above 99%. Right,
0: right, right. Amazing. So, so fundamentally, the whole sort of architecture of, of Saudi Arabia is geared towards like true kind of digital transformation, you know, sounds fascinating. And that will keep anything
1: tech company want to start in Saudi is more easier than do it anywhere else.
0: So the barriers to kind of entry are very, so I guess if you all start a startup, then you don't have to worry about things like onboard, all of that is kind of solved. Exactly. The only things which is part of the
1: national cybersecurity is the data warehouse, where the data, the same thing as many countries, must to be stored in Saudi. We have Google Cloud, Oracle Cloud, and one of the local giant telecom, which is STC, they're all in Saudi, which will not be a challenge, except for some services are cloud-based. They need to comply. And let me talk about Sandbox from Central Bank, which is a part of it. It's rare to find a fintech company, give all the credit to the regulator. The regulator are pushing us <laughs> to innovate. Now we have this product, which is hakba the Social Saving Group Applications, one of the meetings I had with them in January and two months ago, they asked me, "Knife, what next? What do you have in your roadmap? I said, <laughs> "So this is a regulator. <laughs> <laughs> they wow. have a lot, but I keep it for later. They said, no, if keep us updated, what do you need from us? Because this is the idea of the sandbox. The sandbox created because this business have no regulation. So they don't want to stub you and they will not allow you to work in the shadow. So they created a sandbox environment where they learn from your business, and you learn about the regulation so they can draft a regulation for that new business. And that's what is happening. But we work closely, and actually they support a lot, even with all the risk uh, mitigation, cybersecurity framework. It's not their job to be profitable or to be successful, but they want you to be successful. The main rule, and this is one of the misunderstandings between the founders and the regulator. Founders think the regulator's job is to make sure they will be profitable, but that's not true. The main job there for regulator is to protect the customer and to protect the financial system by ensure you apply the risk uh, rules and the cybersecurity rules, and you don't breach any of those. That's their main concern. Definitely, if you succeed, they are successful because it's an one ecosystem. They have good examples, but not their job to tell you how to do your business.
0: It's really interesting. So, I mean, because I guess a lot of times when people think about a sandbox, that's actually something which happens before a service goes live. But it sounds like in this instance, like the sandbox is part of that kind of live experience as well. And a couple of
1: other founders of my friends, they want to come to Saudi and they come complain like, central bank, not helpful. They are not listening. They don't understand my business. I said, yes, they don't understand your business. It's your job to explain it in the language they understand it, which is language of risk, language of customer protection, language of financial stability. Talk to them about that. Don't talk to them about customer acquisition. That's your job, not them. Don't talk to them about the pricing strategy. They don't care. That's your business, which is important. And this is just an advice to all the founders. If they talk to regulator, they need to understand what is important to the regulator because that's what reflects positively to them.
0: So, so when you set up Hackbar, I mean, in terms of approaching the regulator, did you go with a business plan and the idea and present that and say, this is what we really need your kind of support with? That's exactly what
1: happened. They have, at that time, they accepted a specific Mm -hmm. period, like for two weeks, you will apply for next batch of sandbox. So we apply for that. We fill a full form, including the risk mitigation. Like one of the questions, and they found it interesting, they said, I think question even number 23, if if I'm not mistaken, they said, what is your exit strategy if the model didn't work how you will do with the money what you will do with the customer i told them no no we'll work they said okay what if i said no no we'll work they said what if (laughs) we have to have a plan if things went south what will happen to the customer what will happen to the money you collect in your accounts to that extreme you have to be open mindset not just rosy
0: it's incredible. I mean, it's just to hear about a kind of regulator taking such a sort of proactive stance around all of this, I think is is really interesting to hear. And I guess lowering those barriers to entry. So, you know, it does sound like from an environment point of view that you've got the kind of perfect ingredients for being able to kind of launch fintechs. And I guess what that from my perspective means is that founders can really think outside the box in terms of How do they change the setup? How do they add value to customers and really kind of deliver true innovation?
1: And that's what they are pushing at. Now, when they ask us about the roadmap, we share with them six savings product, new six savings product, and we got initial approval in all of them. Wow. Now we are finalizing other paperwork for the risk mitigation and we'll share it with them. They will come back to, with the final approval. And every product, they will give you a proof of concept with 200 or 600
0: customers. Wow, that's and,
1: amazing. Yeah, and you need to report it to them on weekly basis or monthly basis, how you progressing. And they measure how the progress, then they increase the BOC until you will get the final or without any limitation. But this is part of maintaining relationship with the regulator which is very important, and we want to see the value. One of the biggest things, I think Hakba added value to the ecosystem, we bring the money from the shadow into the financial systems to be counted. When we say people do save money, but they do save money in different ways, either on daily basis or monthly basis or from time to time, but those never count. In Saudi, it's easy to open banking account at any bank in Saudi. There's no fees in opening bank account, regardless what is your balance. So it's normal to see three to four banking accounts with an average Saudi. So what they're doing, they use some of those accounts as savings accounts. They use some of those accounts just as a bucket money or the other one for salary accounts is fragmented. What we bring them, we bring even a younger generation to the ancient habits, which is savings group. We have people 18 years old, savings. We have in Hakba, 21 years, university student's girl. She's a gamer. She went to save her money into Saving Group to buy a new computer, a new BC, so she can, a better one, so she can broadcast on Twitch to make more money. And if you look for 70% of our customer between 21 until 32 years, Wow. Which is not the average age for people to start savings money.
0: That is remarkable, to be honest with you. Just to hear that, and as you say, you're bringing a the old idea to a younger audience, which I think is truly fascinating. So, in terms of Hackbar, I mean, because it sounds like savings is obviously is critical to, the, but do you provide advice and or education to people around savings and support, or is it just? Not now. Central bank tried to push me at
1: the beginning, and I push back for one reason. We are a startup. Okay, at this point I need every penny to use it in product development and the team and all of that. When you come to the okay, I'm a marketeer, Dave, as you know. Marketing awareness. I can come and talk to you for hours and hours about saving money is good or how to utilize your money. It will not last. We all know, for example, smoking is bad, but we smoke. We know I don't do this, but we do it. How do you know? (laughs) It's human nature. Instead of spending money on campaigns, I will give you a better alternative. For example, instead of telling you, if you save money, you can travel to your dream trip. Right. I can spend like half a million on a campaign like that to encourage you. But what I prefer, or what we do usually in Hakba, we give you a business deal. We give you a discount from a travel agent so you can take leverage of that. We go practical more than just an awareness. And, this is the tele- if, and by the way, nothing wrong to do an awareness, and we have to do that at some point, but this is not the main anchor. We go practical with people for what really matters to them. What do you want is a high benefit or maximize the benefits of your dollar or your bond more than give me an advice. I will give you two options or three options with commercial deer or how you utilize it and will give you the impact of uh, how to save with others and tell you, for example, this month you will help without a full name. For example, you help Naive to pay his rent mm-hmm. next month. You help Amanda to pay her tuition. So you have that feeling monthly basis. And we know what you are aiming for because this is safe to spend. Are you saving to travel or are you saving to buy a down payment for a car or whatever your purpose of savings? By the maturity date, we'll give you a specific discount or a better deal to utilize your money with. So we help you with save and impact. The other part of the equation is how to spend it smartly.
0: And then I presume that then, you know, means you get that halo effect and word of mouth. And that's how you've grown your customer base.
1: Exactly. How many financial app, you're expert in this field, how many financial app user promoted on their TikTok and Twitter or X platform and Snapchat without incentive? Without financial incentive or bribe.
0: Well, I mean, I've actually looked, I've done some work in the, so I would say the only one which really has cut through is Monzo in this country. But even that, it's pretty small, to be honest with you. If you look
1: for Hakba, you will find it organic from our customer, where we talk about their experience or promoting or inviting others.
0: Well, it's so fascinating because you've got this proposition, which is very social media friendly, which that's the absolute best thing that you could possibly do, isn't it?
1: Indeed. This is the right space. And this is why I love savings, because for me, even for too many people, you cannot jump from salary to investment. You have to build your saving, a safe net from savings, because saving will not keep you rich or not make you rich. But it will give you the freedom for not asking other freedom for not, even if you are in the bad job, for example, and you want to change your job. If you don't have enough savings, you don't want to take that risk. So you will be a slave for too many things. But savings actually give you financial freedom to do what you like or what you want to do.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. We're sadly running out of time. I guess there was one question which I was kind of fast, as you've done a startup, is there anything that you've, any lessons that you've learned, which you feel are worth kind of sharing? Or has it, you know, it sounds like you've got a great environment in which to develop a proposition. So yeah, I was just interested in there's any insight from having a startup. I think if there's an advice
1: just about innovation, we need to innovate. Forget about fighting big banks. Banks are a lie, not enemies. Even if they don't know, some of them they don't know yet, but they are part of the ecosystem. You cannot just come and say, we'll disrupt every country and every region. They have their own fundamentals or the ecosystem, how it will work, what's happening in Silicon Valley, not apply or applicable in everywhere else. So you need to be realistic, innovative, and collaborative. This is how we grow.
0: That's amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I, I'd love to have a, a whole nother discussion. It just sounds like there's so much we could unpick here around not just a brilliant proposition, but also a really interesting environment. So I, I'm really grateful for you taking time out of your day to chat to us.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure, David. thank you again for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Dave and Darm Demystify. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time as we take another topic and demystify it.